Welcome back to the Alone Together podcast where the loners aren't alone. I'm Journey. I'm Layla. And today's episode, to continue with the Mental Health Awareness Month, we decided that today we're going to talk about trauma, (laughs) but probably not how you guys think. And also, from our perspective, what we've researched a lot, being in school, actually, I'm going to come really, I think, from the like a yoga perspective. Layla's going to come from a law, political kind of standpoint. But we're both talking about trauma-informed care and just different strategies to look and different ways to look at trauma. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get into this. We're going to talk about first different kinds of trauma. But I want to preface this by saying we're not really going to talk about like our specific trauma experiences because we don't want to put that on viewers and also that's just you know not something people always want to share so but we always want to encourage you guys to open up with it with yourself talk about it with people you do trust because it's a real thing that we all have to live with Mm -hmm. yeah so to start off i just want to talk about um what is trauma first so trauma Trauma is when you go through an event and it alters the way that you view the world or the way that you act in the world. And you tend to relive these events events over and over in your head again. And it overlaps a lot with anxiety. If you saw our episode on anxiety, we talked about how it's a lot uh, about your amygdala. It's the same thing with trauma. It's about your fear response and your fight or flight mode. So I think the difference with trauma is that it's a specific event that leads to it. And with anxiety, a lot of the times it's just like overthinking, looking to the future. But um, with trauma, you're triggered from an event. And one of my professors, my amazing professor, Claudia Pena at UCLA, um, she describes trauma as like one of those cutting boards when you're doing a project with an exacto knife and how if you do it too much, you get some scars on the cutting board. And that's how she describes trauma. Um, some of these scars that we have from the things that shape us they stay on our cutting board and if someone touches it in the wrong way it could cause us pain and cause different reactions and i really like that explanation um and when it comes to childhood trauma uh one thing that really changed my perspective on it is imagine two people go through the same event what really shapes childhood trauma is the support you get after the event So if the parents are there for the kid after something traumatic happens, for example, maybe a kid gets attacked by a dog, uh, if the parents were there right away to pick up the kid and help them, then it's not going to be as traumatic as if the kid was left there with no help. Um, And that's why parenting is so important. It could cause trauma and it could also prevent trauma. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So a really good book about trauma is The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind and Body in the Healing of Trauma by Bessel van der Kolk. And this book talks about trauma. He was one of the first researchers on trauma and he was specifically looking at um, veterans because obviously veterans after um, the Vietnam War faced a lot of trauma from their events. And this is the first time that psychologists started talking about trauma and then they realize that it's not just veterans, it's so many people with so many different things. And just to list off a few things that could cause trauma, um, it could be systematic oppression, racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, transphobia, classism, xenophobia, prejudice based on religion, um, sexual assault, physical violence, natural disasters, war, robbery, 
violent crimes, verbal violence too. Yeah, housing and food insecurity. So it could go. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of things that could cause trauma. Quite honestly. Yeah, and it really depends on how it affects you, and everyone's trauma is unique. So, um, yeah. What are some things that you have used to get through your trauma? Um, yeah, like she says, so many different like forms of trauma. I think everyone has like really unique trauma. Mm-hmm. Some people more like minor than others. Some people more severe than others. Like you said, there's physical trauma and also I think mental and like verbal trauma is a real thing. Yeah. But um, even get down to like, how people respond to certain situations, I think can cause trauma. Like as simple as your parent always yelling at you for something could like really trigger something in you emotionally. And, um, but personally, I think for me, it's just been like, honestly, I think I'm at the age where I'm starting to understand my trauma. Like I'm starting to understand from my childhood, like what this, caused in me Mm -hmm. because like we said or like I want to say is that trauma really affects like your responses especially the fear response like you said but I think it affects your response to everything because you know there's good and bad types of trauma I like to look at trauma as impressions like Mm -hmm. on the brain and as you're a child certain things are leaving impressions on your brain and you don't understand that until you're older, especially other people's actions and words against you, especially those close to you. But now I'm at the age where I'm understanding like, okay, this happened to me and that's why I act like this. Yeah. That's why I respond to this now. So what has been helping me honestly has been like therapy, but also just meditation because I read this meditation book once and it was Also, like she said, I did a lot of research on um, yoga and trauma, like a lot this semester. And um, a huge thing about those two is that it helps with body awareness, but also when you're in your mind meditating, you can kind of relive the events, but in a more like peaceful way. Mm -hmm. But the whole goal, like, is to overcome, release and overcome the emotions. So mm-hmm. I think the meditation and yoga has really helped me with that because it gives me the opportunity to look back on those experiences and not judge them and more so just look at them as experiences. They yeah. happened to me and this is what it produced. And now it's my turn to unlearn, to relearn. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of work. Like a lot. I think trauma isn't so much about like, overcoming it or making it go away it's more Mm -hmm. so about living with it yeah and I think that's why I like yoga so much because it teaches you like the techniques to calm the triggers the coping mechanisms it can be a coping mechanism and one that you can do like self-sufficiently like you don't really have to rely on anything else for it Mm -hmm. and journaling of course yeah 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 I want to dig into therapy because I think we say like therapy a lot but um specifically one thing that my therapist told me that I think completely altered the way that I view trauma is um when I was like talking about my childhood trauma he said like do you blame yourself for this and that's a huge thing with trauma and especially childhood trauma a lot of kids that go through trauma they blame themselves um throughout their entire childhood they blame themselves and then um 
that's why it's so powerful to look at your childhood trauma and imagine the exact same thing as a child but an outside child another child going through the same thing you went through and then he asked me like would you blame them for going through that and obviously the answer is no and I think that's like one powerful thing um another thing is just really to look through your trauma through the lens of yourself at that time because like yeah as an older person now looking back on my childhood trauma or relationship trauma that I've been through of course now I'm like okay like I didn't deserve that. It didn't make sense. Um, I'm over it. But when you really look through it through the lens of who you were at that time or who you were as a child, then you start to understand why it really hurts and why Mm -hmm. it makes you the way you are today. Mm -hmm. And I think it takes that understanding in order to overcome it Mm -hmm. because it's easy to look back on it as an older person and be like, okay, like um, it doesn't make sense. Like it's not my fault and I'm over it, but you don't understand how it's still affecting you. And like you said, like, it really affects, it can affect everything that you do because that's kind of what projections are. It's yeah. how you view the world through that. your lens of your trauma. And that's what causes you to talk the way you do to people or act the way you do. And like one um, result of trauma could be anger outbursts. So a lot of yeah. children yeah. Um, in school that are angry or that are labeled yeah. a bad kid are those yeah. kids that are going through trauma because that's a exactly. symptom of going through trauma. And um, I think that's why trauma-informed care is so important because we just like to label things as good or bad or yeah. kids as good or bad, people as good or bad, but really people are just doing what they can through the lens of their trauma. Yes. I saw this quote one time. I honestly think it was Oprah, but she said something, it was a mental health thing, but she was like, instead of like when we talk to kids trying to understand why they're acting the way they do, we can't be acting asking like what's wrong with you we Mm -hmm. always have to ask what happened what is going on at home Mm -hmm. like what are what is going on that we don't see because so many things go on behind closed doors that people just don't know Mm -hmm. and like you said projections projections like that is our trauma response at the end of the day not well yeah most of them i think because truly just going down to the simplest communication i feel like is a result of trauma as a kid it is how are you watching your parents communicate how did that, you know, imprint imprint on you? Mm-hmm. And I think people shouldn't look at it always as like bad. It's just kind of like, you know, not to sound so cynical, but those are the cards you were dealt. And how are you going to overcome? Like, that's just how mm-hmm. I try to look at it now, because it just helps me not have a negative outlook on the trauma. It's mm-hmm. more so just like, you know, they had their own set of trauma yeah and that's why they acted like that it's that one yeah and then so that is what rubbed off on me and that's why I think it's important that you know a part of mental health is healing from trauma because that is how we're like imprinting on others how we come off to others and especially as parents like I'm not a parent yet I'm not an expert but you know that really leaves a mark on your kids and I think that is what people just like don't understand. Like it's all about how we're raised and just what we go through, but how also we respond to what we go through. Yeah. And I think that's why another reason why I like yoga and mindfulness meditation so much, because one thing uh, that's huge in my research paper that I learned is that it really is in control of your fear response or flight or flight um, system the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. And that is 
what gets triggered when your trauma response happens. Mm -hmm. But if you can completely control that with meditation, just through the breath, you can really control like when you feel the anxiety kind of Mm -hmm. building up and when you feel like the trauma is surfacing again. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's something you can do on your own. But yeah, I think you have to look at it more so or it look at people like, you know, they've gone through their set of trauma. They've experienced what they've experienced. And that's why they act the way they do and to not take it personal because that will help with your trauma as well. Yeah. And just to be clear, not everything from your childhood that shapes you as trauma. Yeah. It's specifically those things that like constantly replay in your head. And sometimes your trauma from your childhood can be purposely forgotten by your brain to protect you. And um, having trauma as a child can also make you more prone to other mental health illnesses when you're um, an adult. It can also make you more prone to learning disabilities uh, when you're a child as well. So it really affects you. And I think parenting is huge, but knowing, I think you get to a certain age, honestly, where you realize your parents are just people. Yeah. Exactly. For so long, you look at your parents as like, I don't know, your superheroes, mm-hmm. like just so much more than human because they mean yeah. everything to you and they raised you. And, you know, it makes sense. But um, I think when I got to college, I really just started to realize like, yeah, my parents are just people. And that helped me yeah. release a lot of my trauma because it's like Same. they were young. They had me when they were young. They were really growing up when they were raising me. And like, I can't blame them for my childhood. Because like you said, like they went through their own things and that's what caused it to be the way it was. And looking through it through the lens of them, their perspective, as well as my perspective really helped. And also working with kids now, I realized how important that is, like really like babysitting kids. It's like everything that I do, I'm just thinking in that way, like one thing like can cause this kid to have trauma. So like I really have to take this seriously but I also see from the parents perspective how hard that is because like I'm not even watching this kid full time and I get to pack it up and leave and like it's not my kid but at times I'm like so burnt out where I'm like dang like I just can't do this anymore Mm -hmm. so imagine a parent this is 24 7 so I understand why it's those moments but um communication is huge not only when like talking about getting trauma but also when dealing with people with trauma and a huge thing that we talked about in our communication episode was nonviolent communication and just how important that is with kids but also just in your everyday life and if you haven't watched it you should definitely go watch it we talk like way more in depth about it but um nonviolent communication is just such a powerful tool um that you can use in your everyday life not to cause people more trauma because yeah. trauma yeah. can be caused at any point in your life. That's another yeah. thing I want to say. Like, it's not just childhood. It yeah. can really be any point in your life. Yeah. And I like how you said a lot of time it's like subconscious. I, Especially like trauma responses. We a lot of times just don't know. I think like that's why we act that way. I feel as though everything is a result of something. Mm-hmm. And it as is. you get older, you just start to see like, this is because of this. Like I said, but. It takes a lot to even be able to recognize that, like, it really is conscious for a lot of people. And I think that's why, you know, they say hurt people hurt people because Mm -hmm. they're not really aware of, like, they know what they've gone through, but they don't really see how that's making them act. And Mm -hmm. I think that's 
so significant um, with the healing of trauma and just understanding like really what it is and what it does because yeah, like I said, it's just living in our subconscious mind for real. But um, I want to hear about how like your perspective from law and what you learned about, you know, being like a trauma lawyer, because that is really interesting to me. Yeah. So um, I have an internship with the prison education program and both of our advisors are lawyers. And um, one thing they say is like when you're in your legal training, a lot of times they tell you not to uh personalize your experience with your clients and i think this is a huge thing with like public defenders as well because they have so many people coming in they're so overworked yeah. it's like don't build a personal relationship it's supposed to be just work but sometimes well all the time that kind of like it removes the personhood yeah. from this person that's going through this case and a huge thing is vicarious trauma which i just learned about when talking about trauma informed lawyering um, and that's trauma that you can receive just from hearing other people's experiences and like hearing their stories. So a big thing with trauma informed lawyering is literally just communication, like we were saying. So like person, they say like communication using personhood first or person language. Mm -hmm. And like it sounds so simple, but in the carceral system a lot of people do not refer to incarcerated people as people like they just say like incarcerated or like mm -hmm. they give them these labels but they don't add the person at the end and it could be something as small as that in your lawyering that could help and also um the like building a personal relationship with your client giving them power in this relationship and letting them make decisions because a lot of lawyers make decisions for their clients on their behalf mm -hmm. um, and dealing with their case, with their trauma in mind, not making them constantly relive the worst day of their life. And that's something we always talk about in our internship. Like people can be in prison for years just based off one day that was the worst day of their life or the worst mistake they ever made. Yeah. And other people can make the same mistake and be outside just like us <laughs> living a normal life so I think like with lawyering it's like really understanding that and not causing your client more trauma giving yeah. them power to make decisions and another thing is honesty I guess it's a huge problem in the lawyer world of making false promises yeah. and then like getting their hopes up just to be completely yeah. have everything taken away yeah like that causes that's a good, more trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Like getting your hopes up and making false promises. That's something we talk about. That is definitely trauma causing for sure. Yeah. And there's just a lot of um, stuff that goes on behind the scenes in um, the law world in general. Like uh, there was a law or a judge actually, um, they found that. So someone that was transcribing the cases was like, I think he's doing something under his desk. And then they put a camera under his desk. And this man was literally jacking off under his desk during cases. And nobody knew for years. And it's like stuff like this where it's like the person already went through trauma that caused them to act in a certain way to wow. go through the carceral system. And then on top of that, they're dealing with judges that are doing stuff like that. They're dealing with lawyers that don't wow. care about them as a person. And it's so much trauma involved in the prison system after. Like, yeah. so lawyering is just one step where it's like 
you can prevent some of that trauma. And I think that's going to be a very important thing for me when I'm a lawyer, because I mean, it's just basic, like humanity to me, like seeing this person as a person. And I think we lack that in a lot of service jobs. Like we don't see people as people and that's the problem, but especially in lawyering, because a lot of these people already have trauma. Yeah. I think like kind of, I wouldn't be a therapist, you wouldn't be a lawyer. And in a way, they're kind of similar, I feel, because their clients are trauma dumping on them, Mm -hmm. honestly. And it's a lot. It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. It's an exhausting job, I think. And like you said, some lawyers see so many people a day, but you're hearing insane stories so many people, so many times a day. And that can be a lot and that can take a toll. And Trauma dumping is almost just as impactful as experiencing the trauma itself. Yeah. I think. That's vicarious trauma. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And um, one thing I wanted to also mention about yoga, I don't know why I thought about this while you were talking, but with it's coming, like starting to be a thing, but yoga informed therapy mm-hmm. for trauma. And um, essentially all the like studies are coming back and people are saying they really like it because you don't have to talk about your trauma. Mm. Like it's more so you're literally holding these poses that are intended for you to release heavy emotions, like heart opening poses and hip opening poses, because those are actually the areas of our body that store the most trauma. Specifically in women is like the hips, but you know, like neck, shoulders, Thing, people don't really pay attention to that, but that can really be a trauma response, yeah. a trauma buildup. But anyway, yoga poses can help release that, but the therapist is kind of just there to talk you through it. And they start to see like the change in emotions people experience. And they ask the questions to kind of like, you know, get them to talk, get them to get it out. But it's it's all like voluntary. You know, you say as much as you want to say. You don't really have to speak. You could just sit in the pose and experience the release and that could be just as effective but um yeah and I think that's really unique to yoga because it is really hard for people to relive their trauma and saying it out loud can be you know one thing they've been hiding from their whole life Mm -hmm. and they just kind of push it down but honestly that just makes it worse like but you know, it takes a lot of courage to do it. Yeah. But that is why, you know, the guide is there mm-hmm. and more so advocating for the self, the person, not, you know, you have to get over this. It has to come out. It's it's on the, the person's time. Yeah. Know? And like you said, it's like some of the darkest moments of people's lives. So I don't think that you always have to talk about it. I think yeah. if you really fix it with yourself, yeah. It's not something that you really want to talk about with yeah. people and I think that's important too and talking about trauma is like to give people the space to talk if they want to but yeah. always understand that you don't hold the like I guess you don't have the privilege or the right to someone's trauma mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter how close you are with someone it doesn't yeah. mean you have the right to hear about all their trauma yeah. and um yeah and that's yeah. kind of the like another thing that makes lawyering informed trauma with or lawyering um, with trauma in mind hard because like when you're going through a case, you obviously like want to know as much about the case as possible. And this can be bringing up people's trauma. So it's like, 
really hard to like be like okay you don't have to talk about it when you really yeah. are gonna have to talk about it and yeah. even if it's not now it's gonna be on the stand and another thing with trauma is it can cause um loss of memory um social engagement disorder learned helplessness is another thing with trauma and client dissociation and so yeah. um I think like keeping that in mind is like as a lawyer it may be like frustrating for you when a client doesn't remember or a client is not paying attention when you're in your meeting but understanding that this is a part of trauma it really gives you that perspective and this is something that they don't teach in law school so like my professors are going above and beyond to make this like something that is taught and something that lawyers have access to yeah for sure and I just when you were saying that like I thought about juries too. Like they have to listen to that. And I'm sure that's why they go through that whole process to like weed out bias and everything. But I mean, that could even be triggering for them. Yeah. I mean, the process in itself is like creating trauma. Like you're reliving the worst thing that you've ever done in front of the jury, a bunch of strangers in front of the family. Like it's just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I think like, the bare minimum your lawyer should be there to support you yeah as a person first for sure and you know even in court I feel like they always really pressure people to say everything but I feel like that just needs to be minimized just because you know it's hard for people to say it out loud like we've been saying it's hard to relive trauma especially when they don't have the tools necessary to like calm them down yeah and saying it in front of you know public people yeah like, that's just a lot and, and it's like it's not even like it's voluntary. Like it could be really aggressive when the other lawyer is pressuring you in those questions, like back to back to back questions. And it could be really hard. And then I don't know, on top of that, it's just like a lot. I know in Trump's case, one of his like people in his cabinet was on trial recently mm -hmm. and he was able to get off because he was labeled insane and he went to a mental health facility rather than going to prison for the things that he did. And it's really interesting because when you look at gang violence in these cases, or you look at all these other cases that have to do with black and brown people, a lot of people don't take into account that a lot of these people are suffering from PTSD, especially yeah. when it comes to gang violence. I mean, we just heard G Herbo talk on mental health and he was talking about his experience with PTSD, but most of these kids have PTSD yeah, um, growing up lives. in the hood, like mm -hmm. just in general. And I think that that also needs to be addressed in the courtroom and in lawyering. I think that's yeah. like a connection I kind of want to make between us in the future. It's like more black and brown people need to be let off of their sentences based on their mental health. Yeah. And that needs to be taken into account. Yeah. Because it's taken into account a lot when it comes to white people. When it comes yeah. to school shooters, yeah. they get yeah. off for mental Especially health. Especially the, the school shooters. Yeah. When it comes to school shooters, it's mental health. But when it comes to a gang shooting or gang violence, it's never mental health. And I think that that's a huge, huge issue that I want to address when I'm a lawyer. Exactly. And that just made me think about how they always, well, not always, but I feel like it's so heard with school shooters, the the um, bullying mm -hmm. trauma. And that is huge with our generation, I think because of the media Cyber and cyberbullying bullying is really affecting people. And really, you know, I don't think we have enough like studies to see what the the effects of cyberbullying on kids in the future is or mm -hmm. as older 
kids, but I mean, it could very easily turn them into a bully and mm-hmm. keep the chain going, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it just makes, you know, bullying, trauma dumping so much easier. People are... <sighs> the the media with uh, killing Black people, like police brutality, that is trauma-inducing. The videos, that's really taking a toll on our community. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about it last um, episode, but how the anxiety level or statistics went up in After the black George Floyd. Yeah. Like as simple as that. And we don't see the school shootings on the news. We see us getting killed on the news. Mm-hmm. And I you would just, never ever in a million years see a video of kids getting shot in a school shooting. That so is I don't horrible. understand why there's videos plastered all over the media and all over the internet of black men and women getting killed every day like is that the only way we're gonna get america to care that's crazy and that's sad but it's the truth because there's so many cases where nobody um was fighting for people's lives until that video came out and it's like they're sitting there waiting to see it and it just doesn't make sense to me and it just creates the bystander effect because now everybody wants to pull out their phones when they're witnessing something like that which is just adding to the people's trauma like Pulling out your phone, not helping is going to make them feel like no one's, you know, going to help them when they're in another dire situation, you know, Mm -hmm. like stuff like that. I don't think people think about. And it's like you have to really put yourself in other people's shoes Mm -hmm. and be empathetic and think like, how would I feel if that's how I reacted to that? You know what I'm saying? Or like if that was me and I reacted like they react like that to me, how would I feel like when it comes to trauma and also just being like a witness to trauma or hearing somebody talk about their trauma like you really have to express empathy because it takes a lot and also how you react to it could be causing more trauma for them yeah and I think this goes back again to our communication episode but um I was talking to need to watch yeah I was talking to one of my friends and she's like I just love how you ask so many questions like when I'm telling you about something but we're in our communication episode we talk about how when someone's like opening up to you it could be good to ask more questions for clarity and also just to say I hear you I'm here for you and stuff like that because when it comes to someone's trauma you can't offer a solution like yeah you cannot be the solution for someone's trauma yeah and that goes for relationships that goes for your parents yeah. that's something hard very hard that i had to learn when it comes to family like you can't be the solution for someone's mm-hmm. trauma um and they you don't really... always have to be their shoulder their ear because yeah. it can be stressful draining yeah it can be draining and truly truly i believe this like from the bottom of my heart that the only way you could overcome your trauma is through yourself because you're the only one that knows how it really affects you yeah and I think at some point in your life you start to realize that you are the way you are because of your childhood or you are the way you are because of this thing that happened to you yeah and you have to make the decision whether you want to dwell on it or if you want to make the change and um I think if you make the change it'll make you feel way better but I also understand like a lot of people go through so much trauma that it's really, really hard to make that change. And people don't have access or resources to make that change. And uh, that's yeah. why we want to do what we do. Yeah. But um, I think it's really important like, to emphasize that the healing journey is really like attributed to trauma. But also the healing journey is continuous and mm-hmm. lifelong. Because like you said, some people experience their most traumatic experiences in childhood 
some in their 20s, mm-hmm. some in their 30s. You never know what when that, it's coming. yeah, that or that breaking point is that really makes you realize like I need to heal myself, you mm-hmm. know? And therefore we just need to be patient with people, I think, and you know, empathetic because they could be experiencing something that happened recently that mm-hmm. we don't know about. <clears throat> And like you said, it does completely, it is the self because like you said, you don't know, you are the only person who knows how you felt in that situation and you are the only one who knows how it manifests, but that just takes a lot of time and like self-awareness, I think. And that's why I think we stress mindfulness so much because the more mindful and self-aware you are of yourself, the more, you know, you'll pick up on those signs and understand Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, and I think a big thing with trauma is a disassociation and just yes. that numbness. And I'm like, I felt that for a long time, just numb and disassociating from reality because it's too hard to constantly like go through things and go through the motions. Like, you rather just be away from it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think you have to come to a point where you don't want to be that way anymore. And you start to realize like it really affects the people around you that you're there with them, but you're not there. And um, it's really a journey. Like we said, you have to take with yourself, but I think it's such a beautiful thing when you see someone that went through something that you could not even fathom getting through. Mm -hmm. When you see that healed person, like, yeah, it's just a different type of energy like yeah some of my friends and like this one event specifically I went to it was um about liberation through law and art and we had like a showcase of incarcerated children and people's art and we had different um nonprofits from all over the U.S. that were working on incarceration there and a lot of the people that started these nonprofit organizations were formerly incarcerated people. Some of them were actually like incarcerated. They had sentences for life and they were able to get out just from telling their story. And now they have these nonprofits and you see how they healed and how they were able to do all this amazing work and um, help so many people after them. But it's just completely different because, you know, like even before hearing their stories and we just had like a fun night the night before with music and dancing and stuff and you could just tell they had a different type of energy like they have a story to tell and they're usually the quietest ones but when they tell their story that story literally can change someone's life just from hearing it yeah and I think that's the power in healing your trauma like when you really are someone that has gone through a lot because there's just some people there's God's warriors yeah there's really strongest soldiers strongest soldiers there really is some people that are just God's strongest soldiers but I truly believe that God puts people through it that he knows can make it through because Amen. when those people make it through and they tell their stories, it it's life really, changing. it really like helps other people. Mm-hmm. Like it, it makes me so grateful. It get, yeah. Because you see, they went through all that and they are okay now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what is so important to realize in this world is like, you know, not, you can't overcome anything. Mm-hmm. Like some things will break you, but it's that healing that's going to be so worth it because mm-hmm. you're going to come on a new person. And like we put on our mindfulness Monday post today, um, we did like steps on moving on to mm-hmm. go with our trauma episode. But I think a huge thing is just acceptance and 
looking at it from a different different perspective mm-hmm. because it's so easy to get so caught up in the why did this happen to me yeah the why yeah the why but you are gonna drive yourself crazy if you worry about the why because you'll never really know the why mm-hmm. it happened and all you all you can do is accept it and control what you can control in that moment mm-hmm. and focus on the healing of yourself mm-hmm. because if it involved other people I think people get caught up in the guilt and they don't want to make other people feel bad they don't want to talk about it you know what I'm saying and it's like like you said, it's just such a self-process, which is why I think a lot of people run from it because facing that yourself is hard and doing it in front of somebody else can be even harder. But by yourself, you can show that compassion to yourself and give yourself what you know you need in order to get through it. Mm-hmm. But another thing on the post that I wanted to emphasize too is we mentioned forgiveness because I think with trauma is a huge thing is blame yes and always putting the blame on other people like or yourself and yourself and the only way we can forgive others is to forgive ourselves and i think people get kind of confused when we or when people say that but it's like every not not that it's like forgiving for your responsibility but forgiving for yourself for being too hard on yourself Mm -hmm. in that situation or forgiving yourself for not allowing yourself to grieve a situation Mm -hmm. that was traumatic or you know forgiving yourself for whatever the case may be because like we said everything is just projection projections and that doesn't give it the okay for some people to inflict pain on other people yeah but it's also can be very a subconscious action yeah and you have to be able you know to forgive them for that because they don't know what they're doing to you probably or what that effect is going to cause they're more so acting out of emotion and I just think it's really important to you know give yourself grace and like understand or remember that you can live with it Mm -hmm. it's just learning the healthy coping and learning how it affects you so that you can change how it affects you and like we're saying once you heal from the trauma you are going to be a completely different person, a spirit, a new spirit, because it really is going to be a change from moving from this one book. um, This author talks about like the pain body to the soul body. Mm -hmm. And I think that's huge with trauma. And a lot of people with really severe trauma living through like the pain Mm -hmm. and not understanding that you can heal. You Mm -hmm. can go back to being okay. You just have to remember or learn what okay is yeah uh one thing that i heard that really changed my perspective is you can hate people's actions but hating the person will just make your heart hard i think and i've seen that too that's just so powerful because it's like i think when you're looking at your trauma of course some things that happen to you are just completely wrong and you don't don't understand and it's like yeah. you could hate this thing that this person did to you but don't hate the person because like we're saying you don't know what they went through to make them act yeah. that way. And at the end of the day, in order to heal your trauma, you have to forgive that person. Yeah. And you really have to like fully accept them and have love for them even and yeah. have love for everybody. And uh, hating someone for doing something to you is just going to make you less more open, yeah. less open to love. And like, mm-hmm. that's like a huge thing for me. I think like for a while, it was like really close off and like 
cold hearted mm -hmm. but I mean like once I got over it now that I'm open to love I just feel like a lot of doors are opening for me but it, I amen I mean yeah and it starts so, with the self yeah it really does and like you'll really see the difference because like part of that is self-isolation it's not allowing yourself to make new friends not allowing yeah. yourself to make new relationships and even when you're going into new relationships it's not trusting them or not being yeah. open then I think you just have to really accept each new person flowing into your life and give them a chance just like you gave that person that hurt you a chance because you don't know if someone's gonna hurt you and you really have to be compassionate and just love everybody even the people that hurt you because if not it's just making your heart harder it's making you yeah. more closed and yeah and that's gonna prevent your healing and really just looking at like those traumatic experiences as experiences they may have been traumatic but take the label away and just look at it as an experience that happened to you who shaped who you are mm -hmm. we all go through our own individual trauma but that, that is, is what, what makes, makes us us mm -hmm. and good or bad however that may reflect on us you know that is what's sparking our unique healing journey yeah. our life journey some people's trauma is what causes them to go into a specific field in their life yeah to help others and i just think sometimes it is you know it sucks in the moment but it can be a beautiful thing overcoming it mm -hmm. because you know that'll just give you the little self-confidence boot as well mm -hmm. because you know you did that no one else can get you through that trauma no one else can feel that release that you felt from it yeah and it's a beautiful thing to feel truly and that's a huge thing that I like with yoga going back because just a pose can help you release so many emotions and I've witnessed it in classes it's happened to me it's amazing mm -hmm. and I just think I don't know like I keep saying overcoming trauma can be beautiful it can because it can really inspire and just bring you back to self it really does a lot of trauma I learned in my research um takes people out of their body and mm -hmm. kind of has them living on like an autopilot mode yeah but yoga can help people re um spark that body awareness and that self-awareness and bring them back to their body because mm -hmm. like we said a lot of trauma responses in the body and that freezing up can be a trauma response you know but understanding your body understanding yourself accepting yourself loving yourself can really just propel you to that that new you yeah overcoming it and learning to to live with it you know yeah one thing that was heavy on my heart today I don't know why like when I was walking to class I just kept thinking like don't be afraid of the unknown because it can lead you to a familiar feeling and I feel like that's kind of like okay a full circle moment that happened with my mm -hmm. trauma because I've been so drawn to like the prison system and helping with incarceration and I just kind of realized what in my life actually influenced that and it had a lot to do with my trauma and I think that comes with like like you're saying like your healing can be beautiful and lead you on your journey and lead you to your purpose and it can also be like part of your healing journey can be going into the unknown and yeah. finding that familiar feeling like with yoga like I did yoga when I was in high school for one year. I took a class, but it just went over my head. Everything she was teaching me, mm -hmm. she like, we were doing meditation every day, journaling every day, yoga every day. And I never like realized how life-changing this could be because I didn't take it serious. But yeah. now doing yoga, 
one thing that like changed my perspective on it is when our yoga instructor said like this is a form of self-love and then I was like wait it really is and you can really feel it when you're really taking it seriously mm-hmm. and um I think there's a lot of full circle moments when you come into your healing journey and it really just leads you to these familiar feelings and it leads you back to self and nature yeah. has that power too because I mean we were birthed from this earth and I think when you lose your connection with nature you lose your connection with yourself when you get too caught up in the like material world and this life and the ego and the personality that you've created for yourself that's when you lose yourself yeah and ego is huge when it comes to trauma too because you want to have all these things that make you who you are yeah and sometimes like the most powerful tool can tool to help with yourself can just be letting all of that go yeah and really just come into your body like really letting go of everything that you think makes you who you are yeah because at the end of the day we're just like a bunch of energy put together and we're all the same yeah (laughs) and I know this probably sounds crazy to those listening and like what do you mean like but yeah like it's a lot to go through like going people don't do this because it's a lot like Mm -hmm. it can really and I think people are scared to see who they are without that people are scared to know themselves for real without that yeah and I just think yes it's scary but being more connected to self is better than being connected to items and things and descriptions yeah um and a huge thing with trauma too is like the only way out is through. You can't really go around avoiding it. You can't really, you know, not touch on certain details of the traumatic experience that you may not want to relive. You have to go through it all Mm -hmm. and understand it all. You don't even have to understand it. You just have to accept it. And Mm -hmm. that just comes with really putting yourself back in that situation, but going through it and Mm -hmm. not running from it because the way I started to see it was why run why run from it when I've already gone through it? Yeah. And you overcame it. You're still here, you know? And that right there alone is it's just a blessing. Yeah. That is all the motivation you need to continue to get through it and to heal from it. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it trauma, there's so many approaches. Not it really is. works for everybody. Like we're saying the yoga, the therapy, whatever, like it's not for everybody, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. And I think meditation is the easiest thing someone could do because it's, you could do it on your own yeah, and build up and learn from it and be with yourself. Yeah. Another thing that is super helpful and is definitely helpful for me is art and creativity. Mm-hmm. And that's something we found that has been very helpful for incarcerated folks because you could, um, you could like make a painting, you could make a poem, you could, um, yeah. I don't know, just even scribble down. Even and it, music. Yeah, music too. Like it lets you like address your trauma. You could paint about your trauma and it can reveal stuff about your trauma, about your subconscious yeah. that you wouldn't know. Like, yeah. I remember one time my therapist had me draw a picture of my family and he was just tearing it apart and eating me up. And I was like, wow, I would have never thought about this myself. But something as small as like, the way I drew my parents' hands in the picture has something to do with my subconscious. And I think also just using that other side of your brain can be very powerful for people yeah. that are constantly using the 
analytical side and mm-hmm. reliving and reliving and reliving just letting your creativity flow through is a super like powerful tool for a lot of people yeah i think a huge thing we keep hearing like as we talk about this is release like mm-hmm. just releasing it somehow the yoga the art the music the dancing mm-hmm. whatever it may be it's it's the the active release of emotions not mm-hmm. so much a distraction but really something that allows you to channel it and release it all and mm-hmm. like you said it'll reveal stuff but also that's just slowly taking that weight off your chest yes. taking that anxiety out of you mm-hmm. when you're feeling anxious when you're feeling depressed you know that outlet that release could really do a lot for you and yeah. something that you can do whenever you're feeling that. And you have to be intentional with it too. Like yeah, you can't just yeah. go paint a picture. You have to be like, okay, like mm-hmm. I'm feeling this way about this yeah. and I'm going to paint to release and you'll come up with something that tells you about yourself mm-hmm. unless you dig deeper. But while you're doing that, it's also releasing your yeah. trauma. So yeah, I think with trauma is just, you know, all about finding what works for you once you realize what your trauma is and what, and accept it mm-hmm. and learn to move through it and not, you know, be afraid of it. Yeah. And stop accepting things as like a part of your personality because really our personality is just formed from our trauma and our experiences. Mm-hmm. So dig Honestly. into your personality. Like mm-hmm. I had to do that too. Like, Look at yourself. Why are you so funny? Because <laughs> my trauma. <laughs> <laughs> like no real that'd be some people like look at yourself through other people's perspective like you know what well, how do other thing. people view you it's really it's a huge thing because like the way you act towards other people could be just a collection of your trauma and why you don't let people see this real version of yourself yeah and taking responsibility don't blame others mm-hmm. and even constantly blaming others can be a result of trauma yeah but you know take the initiative and heal yourself (laughs) period (laughs) all right y'all well thank you so much for listening to our episode today we hope that you learned something about trauma-informed care and continue to utilize this in your everyday life because it is truly something that could change someone's day and change someone's life and um We want to let everyone know that if they're on their healing journey and their journey with trauma, that you will make it through and the other side is so much greener. So keep pushing. It's worth it. For sure. Just accept and look at yourself and learn yourself. I think that's the only way. And it'll lead to a happier life. (laughs) Yes. And we are going to post some things on our Instagram to continue mental health month, uh, some resources you guys could use for healing your trauma. So be on the lookout for that. Follow our Instagram, like, comment, and subscribe. And thank you guys for watching. Bye.